plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and happy Thanksgiving week. This is a, an hour of gratitude. Welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan. I will be hosting you for this hour of power, and we are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and this is a place that we always strive to seed and stimulate and support space for positive, meaningful conversations, and definitely we need more positivity these days. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. You can visit Be The Star You Are at btsya.org. It's just the initials of Be The Star You Are. We're getting to Giving Tuesdays coming up and the holidays. So we hope that you will open your wallet and make a donation. It's tax deductible. You may need that by the end of the year. This is from Deepak Chopra. No matter what the situation is, close your eyes and think of all the things in your life you could be grateful for right now. And I second that emotion. So in this show today, obviously, we are going to be talking about Thanksgiving, this wonderful celebration of abundance and family and friends. Uh, giving gratitude is so essential for happiness, and we gather to express our thankfulness for everything we are, everything we have, and we want to create that attitude of gratitude daily, and I'm going to give you a few tips for that. In segment two, I want to discuss a little bit about pain because it is real and it can be debilitating. And when pain becomes chronic, pain is anticipated and actually could be psychologically induced. The way we think and respond to pain determines how we experience it. And as the holidays approach and tomorrow, you know, with Thanksgiving, it's interesting how many people are feeling the pain. So we're going to talk about that. And do you feel peaceful in a park or a garden? How can you plant peace? It is time to dig holes for spring blooming bulbs and finish our autumn landscaping chores, as well as give thanks for nature and the bounty that it provides. And that will be all in our third segment. So sit back, relax, you know, have a cup of tea, and let's enjoy our Thanksgiving gratitude. Well, why is Thanksgiving about gratitude? Originally, Thanksgiving was to give thanks for the year's previous harvest, but you know, it evolved into a holiday where we can express our love for each other and give thanks for all the simple things we have. It's a day that we can have family time, friend time. And, you know, in our rush, rush society, we don't get that uh, that much. You know, there's a, a, a trivia about turkey. 
uh, while Pilgrim shared a meal with the the Wampanoag people in late 1621, there is absolutely no evidence that turkey was on the menu. However, by the time Thanksgiving was declared a national holiday in 1863, it had become a very popular dish to serve for large gatherings. And it's probably because turkeys were plentiful and a single bird was usually big enough to feed an entire family and a big bird could feed more than one family. So the modern myth of the Thanksgiving Day turkey was born when um, turkeys were just so plentiful in 16. 16- 21, again, we don't know. Uh, That's when the pilgrims shared a feast with the Native Americans. And they say that that feast lasted about three days with about 53 pilgrims and about 90 Native Americans. And it's just too bad, you know, that that peaceful that peaceful celebration of plenty did not continue. It was our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, that said Thanksgiving was a national holiday. And he did that on November 26, 1863. And again, the reason it was Thanksgiving, it was uh, it was to express gratitude for um, the Union Army at Gettysburg. And then President Roosevelt followed in Lincoln's steps, uh, in footsteps, and he made Thanksgiving a holiday of thanks and gratitude no matter what. So one of the things um, and that I have written this week, and I just want to share with you because I think it's so important. This, it, to me, I like to celebrate Thanksgiving every day. And it is just a way to, you know, create an attitude of gratitude because The more gratitude you show in life, the more you will have to be grateful for. And it is an interesting, you know, paradigm of life is that when we're grateful, we will have we will have more abundance. And America is definitely a country of great abundance. Yet every day, most of us are complaining about the lack in our lives. And being human means that all of us, regardless of race, religion, um, economics, politics, or sexual orientation, we will have difficult times and challenges to overcome. So uh, it was a few years ago that my daughter and I created a plan that works for us, and we wanted to share it with everyone, and we called it Thanksgiving is Today. So what it is is it's a time to take time to give thanks for the little things every day, not just once a year, but every day. And we want to be grateful for what we have. When we are grateful, we are rewarded with a sense of honor and personal strength. If we say thank you for every gift we receive, whether it's positive or negative, because everything in life is a blessing Life may be giving us a lesson in appreciation if we think that it's a negative. But if we say thank you, we're going to learn to be grateful for every little thing that happens to us because gratitude exalts the heart and feeds the soul. And having this kind of attitude of gratitude is going to make every moment shine more brightly for you. So here are the tips that my daughter and I came up with 
and they're not new or, you know, uh, <laughs> revolutionary or anything. They are just simple, common tips that we all already know but need to be reminded of. The first one is say thank you. During the next hour, say a sincere thank you to anyone who does anything nice for you. It could be your family, your friends, your co-workers. And if you have time, write a thank you note and mail it to people that you want to express your gratitude to. The second tip is cook up a treat. Create something nourishing, sweet, delicious to give to a friend or a loved one. You can bake a cake and say thank you for being you. The recipe for uh, for living a life of happiness is gratitude. And actually right now at Thanksgiving, there's a wonderful, wonderful uh, recipe that you may want to um, to try that is a cranberry champagne or cranberry sparkling wine. And I think it would be just a really, really great um, opportunity to share this champagne cocktail. It's called a Crimson crimson Spice Champagne Cocktail. And I'm going to give you the recipe right now. So it takes about one and a quarter hours plus two hours to cool and chill syrup. Now, you can make a non-alcoholic alternative, and you can sub, um, substitute lemon lime or club soda for the cognac and the champagne. So, and you can make the simple syrup up to a week ahead. So here it is. Two quarts of cranberry juice cocktail, eight slices um, put into quarter size of peeled fresh ginger, two cinnamon sticks, two whole star anise, a third cup of cognac or brandy. And again, if you're doing a virgin one, you just eliminate that. Eight cups of champagne or any other sparkling wine. And if you, again, if you're doing a virgin cocktail, you know, just use, um, you could use apple cider or again, just club soda. 32 to 48 fresh cranberries, rinsed or frozen cranberries. Now, first you have to, in like a four-quart pan, combine the cranberry juice, the ginger, the cinnamon sticks, and the star anise. You boil it over high heat and reduce it to two cups. It takes about an hour. Then let it cool for about 30 minutes. Pour it through a fine strainer into a small pitcher. Chill the syrup until cold. You'll need about an hour and a half for this. So this is something you should do like today or tomorrow morning before you have people over. And then for each serving that you are going to do, whether you're having the sparkling wine, champagne, or a non-alcoholic sparkling water, pour two tablespoons of the cranberry syrup. And if you want to have the alcohol, add a teaspoon of cognac into a champagne flute. And then garnish it with a couple of cranberries. And I got to tell you, it is delicious, delicious. And if you have like, 22 people, you need to double the recipe, okay? And this recipe actually came from um, Bill and Karen Morgan, and I just loved it. So um, I just, I wanted to give it to you. So the next thing is to create a gratitude journal. Find a beautiful journal to keep by your nightstand, and every night write down all the people, places, and things that you're grateful for on that particular day. Date it. 
And when you are having a bad day, reread your entries. You will be surprised by all of your blessings. The fourth tip is to learn to receive. Allow others to feel good about themselves by giving to you. Learn to accept appreciatively and enjoy the spirit of the gift. Sometimes the way you receive can be the greatest gift of generosity. And I know this is a hard one because many of us like to be givers, but it's difficult to receive. So learn to receive. The fifth one is write a letter, an actual handwritten letter. It's a dying art. You could get some pretty note cards and then Write a heartfelt thank you to those who have made a difference in your life and do it just because. The sixth one is party on. Throw a gratitude party and invite people over that you admire. What better way to say thank you than to eat, drink, dance, and be merry with friends and family. The seventh one I call color my world. Get out your crayons and get creative. Make a collage, cut photos and slogans from magazines to express your love of life. Make meaning from madness and just make it colorful. The eighth tip is to offer compliments. Beauty and grace are everywhere around us. And when you feel the love, say so. Compliment often and from the heart. You will be amazed at how wonderful you can make others feel. And that boomerang of making them feel good will make you feel good. So definitely offer compliments. And the ninth one is reward yourself. Who is the most important person in the world? Y-O-U. You. And before you can serve others, you must serve yourself. And that means give yourself the gifts you need. More sleep, a hot bath. New clothing, a pat on the back, a romp with your dog or your cat, a glass of bubbly, a hot cup of tea, or, you know, a a luxurious uh, staycation, a relaxing massage. It doesn't matter what it is. The important thing is for you to get the message that you are important. You count. You are worthwhile. You deserve to be special. And then... Express your gratefulness for being the star you already are. And with these little tips, every day can be Thanksgiving Day when you learn to live, learn, laugh, and love in the moment. So think Thanksgiving is today. Share the abundance. And as Charles Dickens, who was the novelist, said, reflect upon your present blessings of which every man has plenty, not on your misfortunes, of which all men have some. And how true his quote is. And I just, I love, I love that quote because I just feel that it really, it really um, speaks to the importance of being grateful for what you have. So I hope that you will go out into the world and do that. And then uh, on the topic of being grateful, I hope that you will tune in to our Express Yourself Teen radio show that is all about Thanksgiving and gratitude. It is also available here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. So you can look for Express Yourself Teen radio. If you can't find it, just go to starstyleradio.com where you can find both 
star style, be the star you are, as well as express yourself, teen radio. And then I do want to announce that coming up on December 10th, if you are going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area, come celebrate the holidays with Be The Star You Are. Uh, we are going to be doing with 5A Rent-A-Space. We're bringing the North Pole <laughs> to the Bay Area and children will get to write letters to Santa and get to sit on his lap if they so choose or talk to Je- uh, Jolly St. Nick. Uh, we'll have, you can buy gifts for the holidays. We'll have autographed copies of my new children's book, No Barnyard Bullies, as well as other books and complimentary refreshments, music and crafts for the kids. The event is free. There'll be lots of fun giveaways. And I want to uh, thank uh, Mark Hoogs of State Farm Insurance for sponsoring um, for sponsoring Be The Star You Are. So you can find more information about that on at be the star you are dot org uh, and just go to events and then one last little thing about thanking people and this was from our kindness coordinator uh, Karen Kitchell who just has uh, given us some information of who should you thank you know we often say thank you without thinking about who we thanked or what just happened kind of an automatic thanks valued so Um, If we think about the last time someone thanked us, can we remember who it was or what we did? And perhaps the person who wanted to express their gratitude was hoping that they brightened your day. And most likely they did. So this week, um, we are spending a lot of time thinking about all the wonderful people who make our life better. And you know who those people are in your life. Uh, But in case somebody has slipped your mind, here are just a few to consider. How about janitors, receptionists, mechanics, coaches, nurses, nursing assistants, childcare workers, construction laborers, DJs, editors, fast food food cooks, um, high school teachers, principals, ice cream servers, snow shovelers, butchers, grandparents, organists, truck drivers, pizza makers, librarians, bank tellers, bus drivers, readers of the blogs. And I want to just add to that my Voice America team and especially Josh, my engineer, who makes me sound great every week as well as the teens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. But everyone at Voice America, thank you very much. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk about pain and how uh, we can overcome the challenges. Stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. And I hope you'll still be here. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, thank you for staying with me. And again, happy Thanksgiving and my gratitude to you for being listeners to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I hope that you will continue. And if you're interested in, you know, getting um, on board with any of my writing or blogs or anything, visit Cynthia Bryan. Dot com where you can also pick up books and it would be great I'll autograph them for you so I want to talk about pain here because it seems as winter approaches people have more pain and what uh, um, a, a lot of advice and research is showing is that pain is not always just physical because to treat chronic pain We have to address both the physical and the psychological factors because pain is real. It is a real experience. If you know, think about something. If you um, stub your toe, you know it, right? I mean, if it goes worse and you break your toe, you really know it. And when the pain is chronic, though, you are especially aware of it. Chronic pain from like arthritis or fibromyalgia, or many other conditions, it can interfere with your ability to enjoy your life. I mean, if you have back pain, joint pain, um, it's something that you have to think about. I mean, you're thinking about it all the time because you're wondering how your mobility will be because of the pain. So the traditional approach to managing chronic pain focuses mainly on finding the source of the pain and then using some kind of interventions to address the physical aspects of it. Medical treatment could include medications, injections, surgery, or even other procedures to relieve the pain. But what is really important to know is pain is also psychological. So while medical approaches to pain control are absolutely essential, 
but they could be also insufficient because pain is both a physical and a psychological experience. The International Association for the Study of Pain defines pain as an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience. And even that stubbed toe evokes an emotional response. Uh, perhaps annoyance at yourself for being clumsy or for tripping. But chronic pain can elicit even more complex thoughts and feelings. So sometimes what you think is, how can I get through the day with this much pain? Is anybody going to help me? Um, how will I be able to get the grocery shopping done all by myself? Does my spouse or my partner really understand what I'm going through? And, you know, another part of it is, is I'm so depressed about li living with this pain. So physical pain is real. And the ways we think and feel and respond to it also play important roles in the pain experience. Thoughts, beliefs, uh, feelings, you know, like sadness, fear, anxiety, uh, anger and stress, all of those things influence the intensity of pain because physical and emotional pain are processed in the same part of the brain. Now, you know, I can give an example from my own life. Um, for many years before I started getting the flu or the pneumonia shot, which I do now every year, uh, religiously, um, I, I think because I was working so many hours and I wasn't getting enough sleep and I was raising, you know, little kids and juggling a lot of work, uh, every, and, and I did a lot of, of entertaining through the holidays, et cetera. Every year for many years between Christmas and New Year's, I would come down with pneumonia, um, and end up lit literally in the hospital. And so I ha would have scar tissue. I have scar tissue on my lungs. But what was interesting to me is at one point when I had to go into the hospital, the, the physician actually said to me, and it was absolute truism. He said, I think that part of you getting pneumonia every year at this time is partly because you believe you're going to get pneumonia because you always have. And it made so much sense to me. So I really had to change my whole mental attitude. And of course, getting the vaccines helped immensely. And I have not, I have not had it since in many years and I don't want to get it. So how do we dial down that pain? Unfortunately, the psychological components of pain are often not incorporated into a plan for managing chronic pain. And to address them, pain psychologists use a variety of interventions meant to empower people to change their relationship with pain and rewire their sensitivity to the nervous system, and that can dial down the volume of the pain. And I'm going to give you some of these uh, pain interventions. They're not going to eliminate the pain, though, or they're not going to fix any underlying medical conditions, but they can help you to interrupt a vicious cycle of pain. And I think that is very important to do, is if you can just interrupt a, a vicious cycle, that, um, that really you know, makes a difference. So to change your relationship with pain, some of these things could be effective for reducing the intensity and the severity of physical pain. 
So one is called cognitive behavioral therapy. This form of therapy addresses how thoughts and feelings influence our behaviors and how we respond to pain. So if you think that pain is only going to get worse, you may feel frustrated, depressed, or anxious. But if you can target the way you think about pain and maybe change your response to it, you could decrease the suffering that goes along with that pain experience. And so pain psychologists are trained in using cognitive behavioral therapy. So that could be one thing, especially if you have back pain, hip pain, knee pain, foot pain, you know, all of that. The other thing is acceptance and commitment therapy. This type of therapy explores a person's willingness to experience unpleasant things and yet still engage in activities that contribute to overall quality of life. So it's natural to want to push the pain away, but the therapy encourages people to be willing to accept the inevitable um, that's going to be challenging. And a pain psychologist can offer this type of therapy. therapy. Another one is activity pacing. So this strategy for coping with chronic pain is a way to accommodate the pain rather than pushing through it. And in that way, you could get tasks done. Someone might feel good one day and then, you know, just really push it and get a lot done. And then the next day have a bad pain episode and be limited functionally because they push themselves too hard. So with activity pacing, you set guidelines for yourself about how much time you will spend doing an activity and how much time you'll spend resting before going back to that activity. So when people first start doing it, they might feel like it takes longer to get things done, but it actually promotes greater task completion with less pain. And I'm a big promoter, um, especially now. I just think as we age, it's more important to just pace ourselves and realize that we're not going to get everything done in one day. So, you know, let's just be patient and get it done as you get it done. The next thing is meditation and relaxation. There are many types of meditation and relaxation therapies, which have a goal of being present in the moment and finding ways to incorporate relaxation to calm nerves. So with mindfulness meditation, the focus of attention is really directed to the present moment and you let go of the concerns about the past and the future. There's plenty of books, websites, apps, and in-person instructions. Those are some of the ways that you can learn to uh, meditate and to relax. On a personal note, I started several years ago and it made a huge difference in my life of using the first 20 minutes of every morning for a gratitude meditation. And it's very focused. And after that, I feel really great to plan my day. But you can start small, start with two minutes, then move it to five minutes. And, you know, just, you know, get rid of that monkey mind (laughs) and be very mindful. I do it outside um, in nature, rain or shine because that's what nurtures me. So whatever it is that nurtures you, if you can get uh, a few minutes, especially in the morning, it kind of sets the tone for the day. And we're all going to have bad days sometimes. You know, we're all going to have very stressful days or we have too much to get done and, you know, those those horrible words, deadlines. But 
it is really a, a good idea to try meditation. And I found that it really works. And it's so simple. So you don't have to, you don't have to do, um, or you don't have to follow anything. You can just sit. I stare at the clouds uh, is usually, or I listen to the birds, or I watch the, the, the trees, the swaying of the leaves. But whatever it is, it just focuses you. And then sleep hygiene. Pain can negatively affect how you sleep. And sleep deprivation makes pain worse. So addition, in addition to following well-known sleep hygiene principles, um, you might want to consult a pain psychologist or a sleep set, a specialist to address if you are having any uh, difficulty sleeping because you want to end that cycle of pain. And then the cycle of pain, I mean, it can go something like this. You might wake up in pain and have, you know, wake up in the night or in the early morning. And then you have a negative thought like, oh, how am I going to get through this day? And then your emotional responses to that thought could trigger depression, anger, fear. And that could lead to changes in your behavior. And perhaps you um, stay in bed just a little longer. So fear of not being able to carry out, carry out your plans can lead to inactivity and then over time decreased physical activity leads to deconditioning and less ability to function. So your physiological responses to inactivity can actually increase your tension, your stress, or it could increase your blood pressure. So um, all of those responses contribute to making pain even worse. And pain is stressful, and it can interfere with your quality of life. So if you can target some of the stress, the anxiety, the sadness, the fear associated with pain, um, you would be able to affect pain signals. So if we're able to successfully address some of the psychosocial factors that are contributing to the overall pain experience, then any medical interventions could be uh, more successful. But the key takeaway for this segment on pain is that do know that the physical pain can also trigger psychological pain, and then it can just become a vicious circle uh, and a vicious cycle. So it just keeps going round and round and round and round. So make sure if you are experiencing any pain that you look at all the amplifiers to your pain and really do a check on your mental state and see if you are just so concerned about the pain that you're actually causing yourself more pain. And again, at this time of year and also because it's cold outside, um, you know, uh, joint pain, back pain, knee pain, arm pain, foot pain are just more prevalent. But you do have some control. And so take control of what you can and do your best to think positively. And next week we'll be having a show all about positive thinking and, and positive doing. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be back with our segment three when we are going into the garden as well as uh, talking about parks. Don't go away. You're listening to us live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel.
change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. This is the time of year we start thinking about how to maintain long-term client relationships and to build relationships that would garner more referrals. So here are a few suggestions. Always be upfront. Honesty is the best policy. And even though you might have some bad news, it's always best to tell the truth when any problems or challenges arrive. Listen with both ears. You'll strengthen relationships by truly listening to your client. Talk less, listen more. Do what you say you will do. In other words, show up, follow up, and follow through. Put the client you are with first. Make every client feel like she is the most important person in the world to you. That means paying close attention, not multitasking when in conversations. And then gratitude works. Be grateful and say so. The more gratitude you show, the more you'll have to be thankful for. Analyze your clients and customer needs. Don't sell them. Offer benefits they can use, and you'll build relationships that are enthusiastic about your services. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show Well, we're back. And again, my gratitude for you for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. It's and it's always important to have you here with me. So I wanted to talk. Um, this is about the indigenous people of the earth, and because it's so uh, to me, it we don't do enough for our indigenous people. But this um, was actually uh, an article that a colleague of mine, Taurus Jager, who is a naturalist that she 
wanted people to learn to tap into the wonder of the natural world. So we are just so in tune with this. The indigenous people of the earth have learned to live in harmony with nature. And this means following nature's lead. And they develop techniques and technologies for finding plants and animals to benefit their lives. And they always made sure there was plenty for the future. They lived in nature and nature provided all. Now, other cultures viewed nature differently, and it was seen as something to use and change to meet their demands. People cut down the forests, filled in the wetlands, and they sucked up the water to plant crops. This was the beginning of, of climate change. Now, from a very early age, my friend Taurus really valued being outside in nature, as I do. She made the birds, the insects, the rattlesnakes her friends. <laughs> and she always found it difficult to express this connection in words until two high school students gave her the book, The Invention of Nature, Alexander von Humboldt's New World by Andrea Wolfe. Now, Humboldt was born in 1769 and died in 1859. Humboldt and his contemporaries, Goethe, Thomas Jefferson, Darwin, Thoreau, March, Heckel, and John Muir, they were all inspired by uh, Alexander von Humboldt and by his book, A Personal Narrative, and his final work called Cosmos. And um, that helped them go on to create great works themselves because they all viewed nature as very powerful and connected everything that is a part of nature. And it's so true. Everything is connected. So the summary of Humboldt's work is that he spoke the language of nature, which speaks through all that is in nature. And Humboldt spoke against the poor treatment of the indigenous people. And he spoke against slavery of any people. He traveled to all the continents. He climbed all the Earth's mountains in his lifetime. And he discovered more connections than differences. So it is a really fascinating uh, life that he lived. And all of these natural, naturalists that I have, um, have referenced, they have so much to teach us about how to live in harmony with nature. And while we may not have time or the resources to travel the earth or to climb all the mountaintops as he did, we can all step into the natural world, which is just outside our door, and then we can revel in nature. And I encourage everyone to do just that, is to go outside and to be in nature, because it is... There's just absolutely nothing better than when we are in nature. And the next part of this is, I call it planting peace. And um, how do we plant peace? I mean, have you thought about that in the past? Do you, do you ever think about the world that we are living in and how uh, challenging it is? Because at, at least now, it seems that Whenever we turn on the radio, turn on the news, everything is just so negative. And um, with the war that's happening, that Russia has perpetrated on Ukraine, all the uh, political unrest, it's rather challenging to find things in life that 
can bring us peace and tranquility. And the best place to look for that is to actually go out into nature and to sit in wonder. Now, uh, Frederick Law Olmsted, he wrote, landscapes move us in a manner that is more analogous to the action of music than to anything else. Gradually and silently, the charm carries over us. The beauty has entered our souls. We know not exactly when and how. And it was in the 1860s that America's pioneer landscape architect, which was Frederick Law Olmsted, he brought calming pastoral public areas to urban dwellers with his design of New York Central Park. And throughout his life, he designed a hundred public parks and recreation grounds, and his successor firm has seen the development of over 1,090 parkway systems over the last hundred years. And with all of his parks, what he did is plant peace and tranquility for posterity. Now, Thanksgiving happening this week, it is finally feeling like autumn here in California, cooler, crisper air, turning leaves, and stressless strolls through bucolic parks. Our climate is changing, and as gardeners, we struggle to keep pace. But November is the best time to begin planting your your spring-pluming bulbs. I actually picked my first bouquet of Narcissi of the season on November 1st, before I had even begun planting any other bulbs, and I have since started planting. And once the ground chills to about 55 degrees, and some of you are already in snow, we can start the process of planting. And it's best to plant um, naturalizing narcissi as well as other bulbs in well-drained sandy loam where they're going to receive at least six hours of sunlight daily. Now, here where I live, the clay soil, it lacks nutrition. So we have to amend it with sand, peat moss, compost before digging any holes. And all flower bulbs, all flower bulbs, require a neutral pH soil that's around 7. So that's in order to develop a strong root system that will support flowers. Right now, Mother Nature is busy spreading her wild seeds via the wind, the birds, the animal fur, and even our stocking feet. And most flowers need the next few colder months to rest and germinate. And before the geese head south, you want to walk around your yard to ponder what you will want to improve, include, edit, change. What do you want to do for spring? Now is the time to think about spring before winter really hits. Uh, Our year of outdoor work is winding down this month as our celebration of gratitude is here. And after you have your big slice of pumpkin pie tomorrow, why don't you work off the calories with a few garden chores in preparation for a respite in winter or head to the park to unwind, encounter stillness and appreciate beauty. Now, today, before I did the show, I actually was scattering seeds of red clover throughout my hillside, which will provide nitrogen to the soil. And hopefully, if the seeds take, that I'll have a beautiful carpet of red come spring. So here are some things you can do in your garden right now if you don't have snow on the ground. Uh, Protect your plant roots by mulching your garden, 
Grind fallen leaves with a mower to reduce particle size and increase decomp decomposition time. Turn the soil in your vegetable garden. Pull out any unwanted growers like mint. Add buckets of compost. Um, plant a nitrogen-rich uh, cover crop like fava beans or clover. You can do white clover, red clover. And then blanket the ground with straw and continue mulching until planting time in spring. You don't want to leave bare ground. Suppress weeds while enriching the soil by you could lay newspaper, three or four sheets on your bare earth and the newspaper will biodegrade and the zinc in the ink adds nutrients to the mulch. And then again, you can cover that with straw or leaves or wood chips and that'll continue adding nutrients to your soil. If you have bulblets of uh, mother bulbs with numerous offshoots, you can separate and replant those bulblets in other places. You soak any ranunculus and anemone tubers in tepid water overnight for at least three or four hours before planting, and then plant them three inches deep, six inches apart in a well-draining soil, and in sunlight, by the way. Plant spring bulbs this month, and make sure you have refrigerated your tulips and your crocus for at least four to six weeks before digging them into the soil. The best bulbs to plant for spring radiance include daffodils. They're hardy in cold or warm climates, and they grow great in pots, too. Tulips are great in containers. You can group light colors together for the greatest impact, but the deer will eat tulips. Freesia, they are magnificently scented in, a, scented in a rainbow of colors that the deer don't eat of. The deer don't eat daffodils either. Ranunculus, cottage-style flowers, they have peony-like blooms. Hyacinth, they are tough, they are fragrant, they grow in sun or shade, and the deer don't bother them. Same with iris, purple, blue, white, yellow, mauve, Dutch iris, they all make great cut flowers. Anemone, single or double color tubers, and they prefer, prefer light shade, so this is more of a shade thing. And then crocus, they're only a few inches high, and you know when winter is waning because that's when they sprout. And even in the snow, they will sprout through the snow. You can force hardy flower bulbs of amaryllis, freesia, and paper whites for Christmas blooming by potting them in a sterile, neutral pH potting soil in an area where they will enjoy a temperature of 72 to 82 degrees Fahrenheit. And they have to have good air circulation and low humidity, but that means that weather is probably indoors. Give them a drink of warm water, then tap down the soil, and then don't water again until you start seeing some green sprouting. Amaryllis will sprout spectacular shows within eight weeks. They are a fabulous flower. Cut your stalks of peonies to ground level now and discard the cuttings as they are not good for compost. And if your peonies didn't bloom this last year, they might be planted too deep, so you may need to transplant them. And that would mean to rework the soil and make sure that you replant them a half inch higher than the soil level. If you still have your sprinkler systems on, turn them off, start watering by hand when necessary. Lower your mower height on his lawn will grow slowly now. And if you didn't fertilize in October or earlier in November, fertilize now with an organic fall blend. And you should guard against any unexpected frost by watering deeply and covering any susceptible shrubs with burlap, fabric, or blankets the afternoon before the cold arrives. 
And you can reduce your garden work by seeking out plants that are identified as compact. You could look for tags that say dwarf, patio, knee-high, tiny, or baby in the variety uh, name tag. And if the uh, plant says perfect for cut flowers, it will grow too large for a small space. So that's kind of a little hack that you need to know. If you grow pomegranates, as I do, they ripen, um, are, they're ripening now, and they might be splitting. So you want to harvest them. And the same thing with persimmons. Harvest any persimmons that uh, the birds and squirrels might be ravaging. I had to harvest mine early. Um, and you can, uh, you probably already are decorated with pumpkins and Indian corn and gourds. You could cook a pan of cubed winter squash with rosemary for a healthy and satisfying Thanksgiving side. That's what I'm doing. I love it. It's so tasty. And make sure to visit local parks to inhale that autumn aroma and savor the sensational fall foliage. So this year marks the 200th anniversary of Frederick Law Olmsted. And as we celebrate Thanksgiving, we can add his legacy to our thankfulness list for introducing America to the beauty, tranquility, and necessity of experiencing nature through the development of idyllic parks in towns and cities. So I want to give my gratitude to you for being such great listeners. I hope you will plant peace with your friends and family as you celebrate uh, the beauty of your landscape. So thank you so much for joining me every week on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about me, visit uh, Star Style Productions. Go to CynthiaBryan.com and you can find books and t-shirts and all the things there at the Star Style store. It's the time of year for donations, so think about Be the Star You Are. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org as you're planning your, um, your, your giving this year. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate this moment in your life. And until we celebrate next Wednesday, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Dream, create, and make a difference this week. Happy Thanksgiving. Celebrate the love. And I want to just, again, thank you for being you. It's important that you know how important you are. Thanks for joining me. And happy Thanksgiving. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.